Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome once again to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to some really wonderful, devout Catholic teenagers about all kinds of different topics, and then we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations. And we hope that in doing so, you'll gain some wisdom and some insight into the mind of your own Catholic teenager. And maybe you'll even gain a little courage that you might need to have these conversations with your own kid. So we thank you for joining us. We are in the midst of a series on the Beatitudes. Today we're on the seventh Beatitude, which is blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. And here with us today are two returning guests. We have Kobe, who is a a parishioner at Church of the Resurrection and a student at St. Charles Preparatory School. (laughs) Welcome back, Kobe. Thank you. And we have Sam, who is also a parishioner at Church of the Resurrection and who is a student at Westerville South. Welcome back, Sam. Thank you. So, Sam and Kobe, I have to ask you this question. What are some traits or habits or characteristics that your parents have passed along to you? Um, being short. <laughs> being short? <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a really broad. Um, well, what are, have you ever done anything and they say, oh, my gosh, Kobe, you act just like your mom when you do that. You just my act. My mom. Um, I correct people a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about you, Sam? Is there anything you do that you know you do because your parents? Uh, well, I'm a really interesting blend because my dad is very analytical and my mom is very not analytical at all. At all. So, like, sometimes I'm very analytical and they're like, wow, you're sounding like your dad. And then I'll just be like, like, I'll just do something, I don't know, that's not analytical. And they'll be like, that's a lot like your mom. So. <laughs> Do people ever tell you you sound like the quality of your voice is like one of your parents? Mm-hmm. I guess like I your dad. So. I don't think so. I don't no. sound like my dad. Yeah. I mean, I have more of a like a singer voice, a musician. You my, both my, look, and my dad is not. <laughs> you both look like your moms. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would <laughs> Probably, say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, this seems to be like not relevant to anything. But the reason I'm asking you that is because if if you were born to different parents... Would you have those same traits or characteristics? No. No, right. Probably not. You are who you are because of who your parents are. And the same is true for us as children of God. Right. So here we are in this seventh beatitude. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. And Jesus, of course, is the ultimate peacemaker. Right. He laid down his life to make peace between God and sinners. So when we act as peacemakers, we can rightfully call ourselves children of God. But the problem is we don't always know what it means to be a peacemaker. (laughs) Right? Right. Would you agree? I do. What what do you think it means to make peace? When you hear this beatitude, without analyzing it too much, what do you think it's calling you to do? Take action. Um, I I think... Peace, like when you think of peaceful people, like people who make who make an effort to make peace, like Gandhi and uh, Mother Teresa and people like that. So I would look towards people like that to try to figure it out. What about you, Sam? I think you kind of got to 
you know, do the not do the opposite. I'm sorry, but like, um, you kind of gotta do take action. I think that's what Kobe said already. But to make peace, you know, you can't just make peace. You have to do do the opposite. Not obviously make violence, but you have to. uh, Would you say there's a difference between making peace and simply not making waves? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Peacemaking has to be like an active thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like not doing anything is just being lazy and. Like we, someone say <laughs> slow. slothful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, let's start with ourselves, which is never fun, but we're going to do it anyway. Matthew five forty three through forty five. You have heard that it was said, "You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy." But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. So here's a tough question. Are there areas in our lives where we haven't quite achieved peace and maybe we ourselves are sort of the source of the unrest <laughs> or the source of the disturbance? Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, yeah. There's always going to be a time where you initiate something. Even if it's unintentional. Yeah. So I mean, where would this be? Like family? Kobe, I know you've talked before about getting <laughs> mad at your siblings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you... Not only not a peacemaker, but maybe a troublemaker, <laughs> disruption <laughs> in that regard. Sometimes, sometimes, some yeah, sometimes frustration takes control. What about with parents? Do you are you guys ever the source of non-peace for your parents? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> you well, are Sam. Well, you I don't, don't know. So, so some sometimes, yeah, it's true. I'm an only child, so <laughs> most of my fights will come from my parents. Um, I don't know. I'm, I may sound a little snarkier than I come off, or than I mean to be sometimes, and uh, that can sometimes cause a bit of a rouse. You guys are both good kids. <laughs> we we can't really reflect on that because you guys are too nice and too good. <laughs> but we can make it a little less personal, right? Let's take a look around. Not this radio station here but <laughs> sort of, of <laughs> metaphorically take a look around at your school at your community what are what are some of the sources of unrest the people who are worse i don't know i mean like people who break the law people who if we're going back to school people who like so uh, like smoke or like do drugs i don't know yeah i think you just Look at the people who tend to be rebellious or try who tend to not like like to go with the flow. People who like to break rules or mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. What about like bullies or Yeah, that's definitely not well, peaceful. Well obviously. But yeah, um, that's definitely not peaceful. Yeah. So that's what I'm asking. Like when you look around let's say school. When you look around school, where is there not peace where you can bring where you can be a peacemaker? Or is this one of those situations where we're content to just not make waves rather than actively promote peace? Yeah, I mean, like you don't want to hurt yourself if there's like about to be a fight between two <laughs> two guys on the football team. You don't want to be like, hey, guys, give peace a chance and then get decked in the face. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's probably wise, Sam. I'm going to have to yeah. say that's probably wise. <laughs> is there anything that you look at at your school or in your community you think I, I could do something about that? I could make a difference. I could bring peace to that situation. 
Or ha- have you not thought about it? <laughs> I mean, a lot of things require a lot of time and effort, which is something that I can't give in my senior year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> then, Sam, you may not call yourself a child of God. Yeah, no, I'm apparently just not. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, I mean, I think it's easy to look at this beatitude and say, blessed are the peacemakers, you know, and then look around and think, uh, where am I falling short in following this? It's not a commandment, but I'm following this directive, you know. Okay, I'm going to let you off the hook on this one. Do you guys have a general peace about you? Like, even if you're stressed about school or other things, do you still have a generally peaceful disposition? I like to think so. In general, sometimes I have to do certain things to find that peace. Like what? Music. Okay. Okay. So what is the source what is the source of your generally peaceful disposition? Like would you put Christ at the center of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing that he's there helps a lot. Yeah, I think having a good relationship with him can help me to be like more of a confident kind of person and I think when you're more confident you're more like willing to do things and um that sort of gives you a general sense of peace, I think. Do you know people who don't have a generally peaceful disposition. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are a lot of like tortured souls, you would say, who I think a lot of times you look to people who are really wealthy and things, you know, and you like, they look like they're really happy, but and it, like they really are miserable inside and stuff. I think that's like the most common example when people look at that. So there's definitely that. Have you found that in general people who are tortured souls like you're talking about or who are not at peace in general would you say they do not have a relationship with God? Probably more more than likely. Yeah. Or they have a relationship that they deem more important than their relationship with God. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I think there are two ways we can act as peacemakers. Well, there are lots of ways, but two like sort of general categories. I think I think the first way we're called to be peacemakers is to evangelize, right? To help people find that peace that we're talking about, to help people who don't have that relationship with the Lord recognize that true peace is rooted in a relationship with Christ. I think that's the first way. I think the second way is to serve, right? To to bring comfort to people who are not at peace, physical comfort, you know, whatever whatever their needs are that are causing them to not be at peace. Um so I want to look at both of those. I want you guys to kind of talk about your experience with both of those. Have you ever, how, how, how have you or do you evangelize and to whom? Um, well, I know that I definitely try to just act in a way that people know that, like, what I am about and, like, what I'm centered around and things like that. And then, you know, service trips, you know, Gospel Road and doing service for people. And those are my probably main two ways. Okay. What about you, Sam? Uh, well, I'm in a humanities class in my at my high school, and we have a lot of open-ended discussions. And I always try, and to, try to keep uh, Catholic values around that, especially since a lot of my classmates are atheists and um, I don't get mad with a whole lot of hostility, but I mean, you know, the idea obviously is not 
exactly what they think. So, what about uh, okay? So I know you guys are both you both serve on a peer ministry team at Church of the Resurrection. Mm-hmm. There's a good example. <laughs> would you? I mean, would you consider that evangelization? Evangelizing the the younger kids, yeah. the confirmation kids that you because you know there's there are going to be a lot of kids who don't want to be there and. If you make it, you try to make them excited for it, and I guess that's probably the best way. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep them informed too. I mean, they're getting confirmed; it'd be right good for them to know stuff. What about your families? Do you ever evangelize within your family? Well, I probably some. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Kobe like, goes to a to a uh, Catholic school. I mean, I assume he he's the only one in his. Family who does at least no, for right now. My brother's a freshman at Central. So. Oh my gosh, Jack's—he's he still looks like freshman, nine years yeah, old. I'm yeah. sorry, we can cut That's, this part out. At some point, but. Um, <laughs> I think you probably evangelize more to your families than you know you do. Like Sam, when you are an EOM at church, I know I I, I watch your parents watch you like yeah. beaming with pride, you know. And Kobe, just the way you live your faith, I know that your parents are. I know that your parents are both proud of you guys and the way you live your faith, and that is. That's a way to evangelize. I know, Sam, you don't have siblings, but Kobe, you have two younger siblings who mm-hmm. I know are looking up to you and watching how you live out your faith and then deciding whether or not they want to follow yeah. in your footsteps. But have you ever been met, Sam, you said not so much hostility in your humanities class, but has there ever been a time when you have been met with hostility when sharing the gospel? Uh, I mean, it's probably bad, but I kind of try and avoid those sort of relationships. But I mean... You don't overtly get up in anybody's I, face yeah. who you know is gonna. Yeah, I, there's no I'm point not, arguing. I'm not one for confrontation or anything, and like being in your face. But there are definitely people at, who like go to my school who are very anti, like strongly anti-religion. Here comes stuff. the irony. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. I tend to like not try to argue with them because they tend to always think they're right, and you can't really. Uh, at least the people I know at my school who are like that, you can't persuade them. And I've and people have tried. I've seen it, and they just okay. I'm going to put you guys on the hook then again, and all of our listeners who might be agreeing with you. Matthew ten thirty four. Do not think that I have come to bring peace upon the earth. By the way, this is Jesus talking. Okay, good. Not Matthew. Do not think that I have come to bring peace upon the earth. I have come to bring not peace, but the sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's enemies will be those of his household. So, is Jesus telling us, you be peacemakers, but I'm not going to be a peacemaker. You do as I say, not as I do. Well, no. No? I think going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, you kind of have to make not peace to make peace. You have to take action and... Yeah, yeah, peacemaking might not always result seems, in peace, right? Yeah, it's kind of a paradox, but that's what it is. So when we say, well, I just try not to make waves, or I don't want to argue with people, like, I don't know, what what does our Lord say to that? He says the apostles were all martyred. You can, you can talk to <laughs> you the can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then there's a fine line between being pushy and judgmental and offensive, right, when yeah. sharing the gospel yeah, and, and being loving and approachable. Mo- most people who you're going to be arguing with are going to think you're being pushy regardless of how you approach the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because At least if that's you... my experience. Yeah, because um, 
most of the people, like the people I was talking about earlier, are very intelligent. And that's, like, the the people I know who are the strongest atheists are the ones who are really smart, you know, like. It's difficult to argue with them. And they sound so intelligent all the time, and they make it sound like they're right, like they're really good at that. So it's just hard to deal with that. And, like, you just, you kind of get frustrated because they make these points that sound really true. And it's, and it's hard to like beat it. You just have to be better prepared, huh? Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> um what makes the difference in your experience? What makes the difference between speaking truth with love and speaking truth in a way that will turn people away? I don't know. I'm starting to think I should just carry like a catechism around and anytime somebody confronts me, I'll just be like, well, this is what I because like, yeah, that I'm pretty sure would turn people off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> but uh, look at your own life. Have you ever like been convicted in your faith? Like someone has said something and you've said either specifically to you or generally like you've heard a witness talk or something, you know, and you felt like, wow, that makes me want to be a better, stronger Christian. Versus you've heard somebody who you're like, wow, that makes me want to run away from you and never be in your presence ever again because you have offended me so much. I think I think definitely the first one. Um, yeah. well, my so friend what, is what's a, the difference? Uh, what makes the difference? I don't know. I mean, the person that I'm thinking of what is my friend. And um, at the time we were discussing because he's a non-denominational Christian. Um, we are talking about music because... He was talking about how he was playing bass, and I asked him string bass, and he's like, he started laughing because of how traditional the Catholic Church is that I would think string bass when he plays electric bass. And, um, and oh, that, you mean that, at a worship service? Yeah, at oh, a worship oh, service. I see what you're and um, <laughs> so that just sort of inspired me to further uh, play at my own church as a member of the brass ensemble. You know, we have like this full orchestra <laughs> kind of thing going on. And, you know, we don't need a rock band to. Although we do also have an electric bass. No, no, we have string bass. Well, well, uh, yeah, we have a double bass. What is Dana playing? It's like an electric bass. Yeah, it's not like a rock. Anyway, this is a total tangent. (laughs) Church of the Resurrection music program. Um, (laughs) um, Kobe, for you, have have you noticed? has Has there been an approach that you think is more appealing and more attractive in terms of evangelization versus an approach that's less? Um, in general, I feel like most of the guys in my school are against people trying to push things and like like try to make you do things. I mean, that's just like the nature of guys with all guys. So I try to just be myself and not like just be who I am and not let people change me and then hopefully they see that. Cuz holiness is is attractive. I mean, holiness, people, is magnetic. People are drawn to holiness. People are repelled by condemnation, I would say. Okay, let's talk about, um, so we've talked about how we can ask, act as peacemakers through evangelization. Let's talk about how we can act as peacemakers through our service and our generosity. What are some acts of service that you've done where you feel that you've, specifically been able to bring peace to someone at least for that moment or at least for a period of time 
Well, I know I've done Gospel Road and you've done Last Week Ever. Yep. So uh, I would assume those are the big, like, most influential things. Um, on Blast Week Ever, which is our uh, urban service retreat, um, I went to St. Vincent de Paul, and they help people, like, get jobs and stuff. And uh, one, one of the women I was working with let me uh, work the phone for one of our... Oh, this was Join. Just, I yeah. Think. Join. No? Join. Well, it's, it's the place where they have They're clothes. in the same building. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They okay. are in the same building. And, um, and I just essentially helped this guy get a job. I had to call the manager and uh, tell him all the stuff that this guy was doing to kind of get his life together and uh, how he's like trying to support his, him and his sister. And uh, I just thought that was cool. I think I probably gave that guy some peace. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially like his manager was all like, yeah, and I was like, no, he's pretty good. And the manager was like, okay, fine. I'll give him the job. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. <laughs> to not beat on the, like, our own, like, parish, like, stewardship, um, our school junior year, we do a, our junior retreat is service, and we have a group, and we each do different things. And my group went to the uh, Bishop Griffin Free Center, and, you know, when we went there, there's one or two people working there, and they have all this stuff to sort out and everything, and we were there to help them, like, sort, and um, we actually did serve one person who came in um, and gave him food and things, and even, like, the people who didn't, who were working there, and they don't necessarily need, like, the help, you know, but they were definitely more calm than they probably usually were. Because they had you there helping. Yeah, and I think, and I think, it's it when you work together, working together with like people from your school definitely was a peaceful thing too. Like you know that like you're like they're together, and so it kind of brings together you you closer to each other. You and in a different environment than where you normally are yeah. in school, yeah. And I think it brings out like the good nature of people like mm-hmm. where even though you see all the like you know like some of these people do things that aren't like right or moral you see them like do this and you know like they're still like good people because they want to do this and stuff so. so you guys are back off the hook then because you both just gave me several examples of specific action you have taken to be peacemakers right whereas at the beginning of this episode you were <laughs> Very thinking slow. that you couldn't <laughs> right so there's a lot we can do to be peacemakers and it doesn't have to be earth shattering and huge it can be day to day you know how we live our lives and how we serve and how we love um but when christ calls us to be peacemakers is he requiring us to achieve peace or is he just asking us to strive for peace to the best of our ability he knows that we're not perfect we're not going to be successful 100 percent of the time so I think he just wants us to do our best. Right. I think he kind of wants us to like lead by example and then and then more people will begin to do what we're doing and then they'll lead by example and then over the course of time. And I think we can't hide behind that like, oh, I did my best. Sorry, God. Right. I think we yeah. we yeah. really have to yeah. do our best. But I yeah. think we also know because Christ himself tells us, I didn't come to bring peace. <laughs> you know, I came to shake things up. And that's that's often he how did. it's going to be for us. <laughs> yes, that he did. Okay, in my opinion, the most difficult thing about this beatitude um, 
throughout all the Gospels, when people ask Jesus, like, to call out leaders or rulers or brothers or neighbors, you know, people are always asking Jesus to call people out, you know, mm-hmm. for their injustices, for things they're doing that they think are wrong. And Jesus almost always turns it back on the person who is whining or complaining. Do you know what I mean? Like, repent or you will likewise perish or examine your own heart and give to God what is God's. And his message is really clear. Peacemaking has to begin with us in in our relationships, in our own hearts. Sometimes we think it's this call to this grandiose Mm world-changing mission. Yeah, go ahead, Kobe. You have to be peaceful to make peace, I think. Like, you have to be at peace with yourself. And with your Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when all the angry masses come to come to Jesus, they're not like uh super peaceful. Obviously they're like angry about something that this person is doing. You know, and then he has to be yeah. like, Hey, Figure you guys aren't being out. very peaceful right now either. One yeah. Of you. Jesus kinda like, you know what, I don't really care what's gonna happen with this empire or this, you know, what right. I care about is that you and you and you and you together. and you are with me in heaven. So yeah. figure out how to get there <laughs> and quit whining. <laughs> Uh, so in light of that, how do we begin to, how do we do that? How do we begin to be peacemakers in regard to our own souls or our own lives or our own relationships with the Lord? How do you guys do that? I try to be me. Try to be the, you as in the person God created you to be? Mm-hmm. I try to make sure that I'm doing it what he wants me to do mm-hmm. and what he has planned for me. How do you discern God's will for you, Kobe? Um... I I tend to try to like examine what goes on day to day and like look at the big picture and like try to, I'm analytical. Mm-hmm. So I I look at what I have around me and I look at things that happen I'm like that's not a coincidence or you know things like that. So I try to take action on that. So try to listen for like how God is speaking to you. Yeah, or how God is yeah, acting in your to, life. I, yeah, I look for things that He's doing for me and setting. I I try to notice what He's setting up for me, and because there is sometimes clear signs like what He wants to do. Once Sam, you're off the hook because Dave just gave us the cut sign, so you I don't could. have to explain how you see. I mostly I mostly agree with what Kobe just said. Anyway, <laughs> okay. so in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. We thank you so much for our many blessings, our many gifts. Lord, we ask that our lives be lives of peace, that our actions point toward peace, that everything we do, Lord, glorifies you and builds your kingdom and draws us nearer to you and draws people around us nearer to you. And we ask all of this in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com.